Welcome to the Husker 24-7, I don't know, what do we want to call it, quarterback reaction podcast, Bruns? What do we, what do we want to call this? I'm up, I'm up podcasting at 8 o'clock. Oh, I was up anyways, but podcasting at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning. It's it's quarterback talk. I, I That's why we chose the Hypecast music, is when, when quarterback news happens, we break out the Hypecast music. We're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to sit down and come up with some new some new music if we have these different shows, so that way people know what they're listening to. <laughs> we should have different different themes based on what position the commit plays. Like if it's like an offensive line, yeah, you get like some it. like bassoon or some tuba in there, so it sounds a little bit like a bigger bigger guy. Okay, all right. I was thinking you'd go like country because wasn't that one of the complaints we heard once? Like when the offensive line is in charge of the practice music, they pick country and they have bad practice days. Yeah. We've had bad luck with, we've had bad luck with thematic theme uh, music too. After your post Mexico trip. (laughs) People people don't like it when you mess with their music. They know what they have and they don't want to change. They're people of habit. Yeah, this is true. All right. Well, Nebraska had been a, a people of habit for the last four years, and that habit was Adrian Martinez. But that habit can't exist any longer as it has moved to Manhattan. The Oscars have to find a new quarterback, and they did that in the transfer portal, bringing in Casey Thompson, who started 10 games for Texas this year, came in in relief in the Alamo Bowl last year, which is kind of where he sort of uh, emerged for for Texas beat writers and for the Texas faithful. So uh, Casey Thompson, a guy who's got about 11 games of, of really good experience, maybe 12 if you combine a couple of those in there. He is Nebraska's quarterback that they have added in the transfer portal they're bringing in to put in their room. This was a guy, and, and uh, this is just me. I don't know if Brunts agrees or not. This was a guy that when he went into the portal – one, Max Olson reached out to me right away and said, I bet this is who Nebraska ends up with. I don't know how or why. Um, I think it was just a guess on his part. But two, it just sort of felt like these two sides were going to end up together uh, when you sort of saw, you know, Slovis ends up at Pitt. And that was kind of the one where I was like, okay, now it's, it's basically Casey Thompson. Like That's who fits the best here. I don't know, bro. Is that kind of how you felt or did you come to it a little bit later? No, I mean, I, you know, people around the reporters around the 24 seven sports network knew that Nebraska was looking for a quarterback. So it's funny because like every time a quarterback would hit the portal, I'd get like three texts from people like, I mean, it's basically what was like playing out on the message board of like, Oh, it's a quarterback. Like he could go to Nebraska. And, um, you know, when, when Thompson hit the portal though, those kind of joking texts. I got a couple of them that were like, okay, seriously, this guy probably makes a lot of sense for Nebraska in terms of, you know, what they have done and what they need. Um, you know, cause you know, really after that first initial wave of quarterback commitments, and I'm talking about like the Dylan Gabriel, um, Spencer Rattler, that first kind of group after they committed, it felt like a lot of the guys that were in the portal that, you know, and even Slovis too, I guess, to a degree, because he'd had some injury issues. It, a lot of those guys were really kind of young and would be making their first starts and, and kind of first go around as starting quarterbacks. 
at their next destination, kind of like what Chubba Purdy's doing um, wherever he ends up. And I, I still think Nebraska has a good shot there if they want it. But that, that to me was why Casey Thompson made a lot of sense because Nebraska desperately needs a, a veteran quarterback and that, that above everything, I mean, he's a, he's a very good passer. I, I think personality wise, he kind of fits what Nebraska needs, but that, that experience I think was what kind of led, you know, that, that marriage to kind of happen quickly. I mean, we used the really bad metaphor this week about the wedding and kind of trying to find a quarterback, but I mean, that, that was why it made a lot of sense that uh, they were waiting to go down the aisle together. Yeah, I I mean, when I watched highlights of Casey Thompson and when I watched him play for Texas a couple times this year, I mean, it, you are kind of struck by what he can do in the pocket. It's, it's funny because one of the one of the narratives that, that people like me would push out on Adrian Martinez is that uh, he couldn't do enough in the pocket to – to move defensive backs to, to, you know, when you're doing the two minute drill, he didn't have that kind of ability to, to kind of hang in there and throw over the middle. You watch Casey Thompson and his pocket presence. And that was one of the things, both Jeff Howe, uh, both Max Olson. Uh, I noticed it right away on, on uh, watching highlight stuff, like his ability to move his feet and stay in the pocket and move defensive backs is really different than what we've seen in Nebraska. Um, you know, I don't even know how good Tanner Lee was at it, but that has not been a strength of any of Taylor Martinez, Tommy Armstrong, Adrian Martinez, you know, your, your four-year guys. And I, I think that'll be really sort of interesting with what Mark Whipple and Scott Frost try to put together offensively. And then the other kind of key component here both Jeff Howe, both Max Olson said this, Steve Sarkeesian doesn't believe in having his quarterback run. So the quarterback run game wasn't really a thing. Those Any rushing yards would have been on scrambles or broken down plays or anything of that nature. And so it does feel like there's a little bit more to Casey Thompson in terms of the dual threat ability than what you would have seen just on a stat sheet. So I, I think that, you know, if, if you were somebody that was hopeful that Nebraska was going to um, – bring in another dual threat quarterback. I think Casey Thompson can be that guy. Uh, and I, I think we see him run quite a bit more with Nebraska than what we saw with Texas, not to the point where it's, you know, your entirety of your offense, it's not Logan Smothers versus Iowa, but you know, maybe you've got three to five design runs in there to kind of keep teams honest. I, I think that could be a, a nice blend for the Oscars. Yeah. I, and kind of the build, I guess on what, you just said, I mean, I, I think what stood out to me too, is I think it is a better intermediate passer, I, I think than what Nebraska's had. And that's been one area where, you know, Nebraska just has not been able to take advantage of teams or, or the, you know, seven to 15 yard type routes that, um, you know, only, only hit on occasion and you needed to, to be a little bit more consistent there. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that, you know, what he also brings kind of is going to inform the direction that Nebraska's offense is going to go. I mean, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't think that you're going to see as much design quarterback run. I think the bulk of his runs are probably going to be on scrambles or making plays with his feet when things break down. So 
you know, I, I, the thing I wonder, um, you know, is, you know, d- does Nebraska, I, I guess what, when I saw the commitment where I kind of went was to like Donovan Rayola and Mickey Joseph, because the, 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 the uh, Adrian Martinez had his issues, but Nebraska needs to get better around the quarterback. And I'm curious to, to get your thoughts on where Casey Thompson fits with what Nebraska, what you know Nebraska has coming back for next season at offensive line, at running back, at, at wide receiver, and whether, you know, because I, I don't think it's just a, a situation where just changing the guy, taking the snap is going to completely change things around. Yeah, no, I mean, I, there's there's fair questions about that offensive line. The good thing for, for Casey Thompson, I guess, is that he got experience with a poor offensive line at Texas. So, um, you know, he's at least walking into a similar situation uh, where maybe the line play isn't going to be the most helpful. But the, there is a big difference between having B. John Robinson and Xavier Worthy and uh, let's say Gabe Irvin and um, Xavier Betts. So, uh, I, you know, like I think Nebraska has to get better around him. I think that was true with Adrian too. Um, but I also think that there's some guys who might have an opportunity to flourish that otherwise were a little bit hampered in how an offense was run. I mean, really, I'm interested in what they do at running back. We don't know who. And I'm a little surprised we got here to, to January 8th we don't know who the running backs coach is going to be for Nebraska. You know, we know they like Trevante citizen. We know that AJ Allen just picked up a recent offer. We know that Kai Thomas went into the portal and that Nebraska fans are salivating over the prospect of getting uh, this guy from Minnesota, who was their third string running back that basically had to take over after a series of unfortunate events. Um, So I, I, I'm curious, you know, what is going to be put around Casey Thompson, but I, I do think that there's going to be some talent there. I mean, I, I like Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. There's a ton of rumors about Trey Palmer, um, you know, a wide receiver from LSU could potentially end up with Nebraska. They're obviously going hard in the transfer portal. And I do think having Casey Thompson is a little bit of a name. I mean, you can point to the stat sheet and really, I mean, if you can, you can point to how he played in the first half of the season. And basically this is a guy with what I think 14 touchdowns, three interceptions before he got hurt against Oklahoma. So um, there's, there's some things in there that you can kind of sell to some of these other playmakers, but yeah, Mickey Joseph has to get these wide receivers to, to perform at a higher level. Donovan Rayola has the most difficult job of anybody. And that's basically figuring out how to run this offensive line and getting more out of them than what, you know, we've seen so far. So Um, there's no question that you have to get better around Casey Thompson. I think Nebraska will, to what extent, I'm not entirely sure. And, and frankly, I think people should be prepared for it to look kind of ugly this spring, uh, whenever they have their open scrimmages or open practices or the red white game, because it took Kenny Pickett a few years before he blew up at Pitt. Like, I, I think the one thing I would caution people is that, it doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight, even though you have all these new pieces. And Nebraska needs it to happen overnight. So that's it's kind of the scary part of all of it. What what do you think this means for the quarterbacks currently in Nebraska's quarterback room? 
I mean, it's, it's quickly becoming a, a crowded room. You still have Chubba Purdy out there. Nebraska made a walk-on offer to, to Nate Glance at, at Iowa Western yesterday. Um, is there going to be enough room in there? And also, what does this mean for all those other guys, do you think? Well, I think there's obviously a lot of uh, – there's obviously a, a lot of quarterbacks in Nebraska's room right now, and three of them were hoping to have the opportunity to compete in the spring, and they're still going to get that, but they're going to have to beat out Casey Thompson – to be the starter and specifically Logan Smothers, which I, I don't know how you feel, Brunts. I find it a little fascinating how, uh, how much of a rallying cry has, has come out around a guy who's got one career start and played in a couple mop-up games this year. But, you know, Nebraska fans have already picked their corners for some reason, uh, even though we haven't even really hit the start date of the spring semester, but he'll get his opportunity. It's just that Nebraska and Scott Frost are in a situation where they don't have time to let a guy really sort of develop. They need something quicker. And I think they needed to change that offense to a degree. And I don't know how well Logan Smothers fits with everything. I still think Heinrich Harburg could be a really intriguing piece long-term. Obviously Richard Torres just got here, so we don't know what he could be or what he will be, but we're certainly going to get indications of that throughout the spring. Um, and then we don't know how Mark Whipple is going to be either in terms of, of developing and, and working with these quarterbacks, I, you know, they have time to spend on someone like Richard Torres in the spring when you have to spend most of the spring getting Casey Thompson ready to, uh, to go play in Ireland. I mean, so there's, there's some real questions about what this means beneath the surface. Um, but all of it comes back to the same point. Nebraska has to do what they have to do in order to be successful in 2022. That's what I keep thinking. I keep thinking that, like, yes, the spring is like a time for development, but this just feels like such a specific, like, everything is like laser focused on 2022 and it has to be. And it's like, I feel and like that's concerning, right? Because it's not like we've got a lot of history of things going really well when Nebraska puts all of its eggs in a basket. Yeah. Yeah, the, the eggs usually don't stay in the basket. They kind of just fumble um, elsewhere. But I, I, you almost kind of at the quarterback spot have to, like, pick three guys and just be like, these are the three guys that we're just going to – you're kind of, like, picking the, the best of the litter. Like, and these are the people that we're going to really, you know, throw our energy into and get them ready to go. Because I, I, I think that's just kind of where they're at. I mean – and the other part is, is, I mean, you're, you're installing a new offense. I mean, we don't know, you know, if the, the verbiage is going to be the same for a Scott, Scott Frost, Mark Whipple offense, or, you know, the, the reads and key. I mean, it, it feels like it's just going to be just a, like every practice is just going to be like jam packed with information and growth and all this other stuff. So, I mean, <clears throat> The other thing that I, I was thinking too with Casey Thompson is you are coming into a situation in Nebraska where Adrian Martinez was a really popular guy in that locker room. Um, I mean, I, just on Instagram, it, it was Adrian Martinez's birthday yesterday, I guess. And I was surprised at the number of people on Instagram that were like wishing him happy birthday on the roster. I like, I, I don't know why that, I don't know if it's significant, but it's just something I noticed. And you have a draft day situation here. You thought he was the guy who nobody would show up at his birthday party. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's I, I actually haven't seen draft day, so that reference is lost on me. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Well, first of all, congrats to you. It's yeah, I, I skew a little bit older with the Kevin Costner movies. I stopped at, at Waterworld. Um, yeah, the Postman came after that too, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, Wyatt like, Earp came before it. Yeah, I, I think that th- there's also a little bit of kind of like winning the locker room in some ways that kind of yeah. has to take place with, with Casey Thompson or. Chubba Purdy or whoever um, is going to be that guy. I mean, that that's that's a dramatic change, and that's what happens when you basically have the same starting quarterback for four straight seasons. Yeah, I, I think that what will help Casey Thompson is that he's kind of been in that situation already where he went through, uh, you know, a, a quarterback battle with Hudson Card. Jeff Howe was talking about this, that, you know, that kind of divides a locker room, and so – he's had to, you know, play with teammates who maybe preferred another quarterback or had to win some guys over and uh, tended to um, to be the kind of the popular choice among the veterans at Texas. And so he, he got the, you know, and this was Jeff Alf thought this was big for the team, but he had the support of B. John Robinson. And so I, I think that Casey Thompson can, can do that, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, it sounds like he's someone who spends a lot of time in the facility um, so that obviously is helpful. Guys want to follow people who are prepared and, and, you know, want to be successful and, and work hard. And so if, if he's continuing that here at Nebraska, then I think he's going to be able to, uh, to be helpful, um, in that regard and, and fill some of that leadership void. It, this, this is really stupid. Um, uh, but I think about it a lot. This is borderline radio guy question here. So you got to prepare yourself okay. for four years the face of this program was really Adrian Martinez. Mm -hmm. There's a void there. And I find that kind of curious. Like it couldn't Casey Thompson go from never playing at Nebraska to sort of immediately kind of being the face of this program. Or is there some other player that you could think of? Like, you know, does Luke Reimer or Nick Henrich, have they moved into that spot? It, It feels like Nebraska, this is a bizarre thing to get into here but it feels like Nebraska has lost a lot of its most popular players in recent years. I don't even know who the most like sort of popular guy on their roster would be right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think like basically everybody who was trotted up as kind of the, the guy or like, there's always that small pool of guys. It's like the captains and maybe like a couple other guys. And I don't know, like, I, I feel like it has, it has to be him. Right. Like your quarterback, because there's nobody else. But because like Damian Daniels gone, Austin Allen gone, Adrian Martinez gone, Cam Jurgens gone, Cam Taylor Britt gone, JoJo Dome gone. Previously, Wandale Robinson gone. Like you haven't developed any real skill position players to kind of fill that void, unless Omar Manning's showing up with his Bane voice, just like making everybody wonder if the city's under attack. That's so I, I wouldn't hate that. Um, he's a pretty good interview. <laughs> he's a pretty good interview. Yeah, I mean, he is. He is. But it's it's sort of interesting to think about it, at least in my mind, from that perspective, that someone kind of has to step into that. Uh, and that's that's a part of being a quarterback at a place like Texas or Nebraska. And so I don't think that's a small thing either. He's not like he's coming from, you know, and then he's all of a sudden going to be dropped in the fishbowl of Lincoln, Nebraska. He's coming from a place where they really do care 
about the football and he's he will understand that you know pretty well and of course obviously with his dad's background at Oklahoma I, I want to throw this at you what level of importance is Chubba Purdy at this point you get Casey Anthony Casey Anthony I, I can't stop doing this this is like the third time I can't stop there's no correlation between Casey Thompson and Casey Anthony yeah other than Hunter Anthony committed to Nebraska. Uh, after getting Casey Thompson, what importance do you put on getting Chubba Purdy to kind of finish his plan out? Uh, if you can get him and, and he's he's down with the plan, I, I think you get him. And I think he's important because I think what this, what this offseason essentially is, is it's a, it's a reset for Scott Frost and Mark Whipple. I mean, as, as much as we kind of talk about everything being laser focused on 2022. The reality is you gotta, you gotta at least in the back of your mind, be looking beyond 2022. Um, You're this is an opportunity to get guys that you feel fit your offense. Chubba Purdy is in a situation where he was also in a quarterback battle at Florida state. He was number three uh, in that group uh, out of fall camp. I talking to guys at Florida state, they were kind of seeing some improvement through the year and Purdy and, you know, he got, they ended up going with McKenzie Milton as the starter um, that didn't sit well with Chubba Purdy and he left. So he still has some development uh, to do. And I think that's, he's kind of like the long-term play in this offense. Whereas, you know, Casey Thompson has to, Casey Thompson's responsibility is to get you to the 2023 season Chubba Purdy and whomever decides to hang around, they're they're the the, the long term play there. So I, I think that makes a lot of sense to get a guy that is going to come in and, and legitimately push. I think for that starting job, but also a guy that can grow in the offense and and be that guy um, for the future. So you know the the two the two quarterback transfer class is kind of rare. I mean I, I know Virginia Tech the in, in what has to be a record somehow got two transfer quarterbacks to commit within five minutes of each other um, earlier this week. I, I, I think Purdy makes a lot of sense and you just kind of, you know, let everything else fall where it may behind him on the depth chart. So I think he's, he's very important in terms of, you know, if you're, if you're given 2023, how are you going to make sure that you build on this? And that's by getting your guy now rather than, you know, kind of having to approach it like a basketball program and constantly go into the portal. Yeah, no, that makes that makes a ton of sense. Can I admit that I have no idea who the head coach is at Virginia Tech now? It's a, the the Penn State guy, right? Isn't it Brent? Is Brent Pry? Is that his name? Yeah, I think that's right. Who's who's at Virginia? Uh, it's Tony, uh, the guy from oh, Clemson. Tony Elliott. Yes. Okay, who's at Washington State? They they hired their defensive coordinator. I don't know his name, but they they promoted the defensive coordinator, and I know that Mark Banker is still on staff there. Okay, but it, it's not him. Okay, um, I think those are the ones that I don't remember. Is this a is this like an early morning sporkle? Are we a little bit, a little bit? I I think it's important for me to know all of the head coaches' names at Power Five schools. Yeah, but now that there's a coaching carousel all the time, it, like you really you know 
you can forget pretty easily. For instance, it took me a long time to remember that, what is it, Jed Fish is at, uh, at Arizona? Yeah, dropping dropping footballs out of helicopters to Gronk. That's what he did in the offseason last year. The the other team looked like he did that in the offseason. <laughs> the uh they they looked like they were dropping balls out of helicopters during the season too. But um yeah, I mean Mike McIntyre, I was shocked uh to remember that he's at Florida International now and hired yeah, Greg Austin. So, but yeah, I mean I, I think I think if you can get two guys now that make sense that you like, I think it, I think it, you do it. That that's my, my takeaway. Although Nebraska's scholarship picture is getting more interesting by the day, just based on ads and not enough guys currently leaving. Yeah. They, um, I'm curious what, uh, what that looks like. I, I mean, at this point, it feels like if you're here, you're sticking it out to the spring. Then after the spring, where are you going to – what are you going to do? Do you still want to play here? Can you play here? Um, you know, there could be some starters who no longer have roles. So, that's it's going to be obviously a, a really interesting spring. But we took one giant step on Friday towards at least understanding what the picture is supposed to look like at Nebraska now, as we well know what it could look like and what it does look like in a place like Lincoln, very different. So we'll see how that plays out. Any, uh, any final thoughts you have here on Casey Thompson? Definitely not Casey. Casey Anthony. (laughs) I don't know why I've done it like three times this week. I, I went to, I went to school with a kid named Chase Thompson and that's also causing me a little bit of consternation as I type that name. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's it's like when Bob Diaco was hired as defensive coordinator and it took your computer about a week to stop autocorrecting Diaco to Disco. So mm, you just, yep. just got to get comfortable with everything. There's been a few players um, that have caused some some issues for the Max over the last couple of years. So, yeah, uh, Co- Co- Coach Disco did not uh, did not play out well. I think it was Disco Inferno, just where a whistle. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, <laughs> I think I only. I think Disco only made it into one article before I had to to, to delete it. So you did a keyword search every time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think that does it for us here on a. Uh, I don't know what kind of Saturday it's going to be. It seems kind of gray outside, but it is a Saturday morning. Brunt has his coffee. He's had to fight off multiple toddlers who tried to get onto this program. We appreciate his effort here on a Saturday morning. Uh, enjoy your Saturday. Be sure to check out Husker 24-7. We have plenty of coverage on Casey Thompson's signing, plenty of reaction, or, well, not signing, but committing. Uh, plenty of reaction to all of it. So be sure to check that out. And, of course, there's going to be more. I mean, Nebraska is going to have visitors again starting next week. It already feels like that visit weekend starting to pile up a little bit. Uh, we'll be running through that on the site, of course. Um, so plenty of stuff. Check it out, Husker 24-7. We'll be back with another podcast next week. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 